0: letter seventy of letters of john keats to his family and friends edited by Sidney colvin this librivox recording is in the public domain to john hamilton reynolds hampstead about september twenty second eighteen eighteen my dear reynolds believe me i have rather rejoiced at your happiness than fretted at your silence indeed i am grieved on your account that i am not at the same time happy but I conjure you to think at present of nothing but pleasure, gather the rose, etc., gorge the honey of life. I pity you as much that it cannot last forever as I do myself now drinking bitters. Give yourself up to it, you cannot help it, and I have a consolation in thinking so. I never was in love, yet the voice and shape of a woman has haunted me these two days. Footnote. Miss Charlotte Cox, an East Indian cousin of the Reynolds's, the Charmian described more fully in letter 73, and footnote. At such a time when the relief, the feverish relief of poetry seems a much less crime. This morning poetry has conquered. I have relapsed into these abstractions which are my only life. I feel escaped from the new strange and threatening sorrow, and I am thankful for it there is an awful warmth about my heart like a load of immortality poor tom that woman and poetry were ringing changes in my senses now i am in comparison happy i am sensible this will distress you you must forgive me had i known you would have set out so soon i could have sent you the pot of basil for i had it copied out ready here is a free translation of a sonnet of ronsard which i think will please you i have the loan of his works they have great beauties nature withheld cassandra in the skies for more adornment a full thousand years she took their cream of beauty's fairest eyes and shaped and tinted her above all peers meanwhile love kept her dearly with his wings and underneath their shadow filled her eyes with such a richness that the cloudy kings of high olympus uttered slavish sighs. When from the heavens I saw her first descend, my heart took fire, and only burning pains they were my pleasures, they, my life's sad end, love poured her beauty into my warm veins. I had not the original by me when I wrote it, and did not recollect the purport of the last lines. I should have seen this, but I am confined by Sowry's mandate in the house now, and have as yet only gone out in fear of the damp night. You know what an undangerous matter it is. I shall soon be quite recovered. Your offer I shall remember as though it had even now taken place in fact. I think it cannot be. Tom is not up yet. I cannot say he is better. I have not heard from George. Your affectionate friend— John Keats. End of letter 70.